Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Y'all ready for the word tonight? Y'all ready for the word tonight? Turn with me to Matthew 21, verse 18 through 22, and it reads this. It says, early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Who knows sometimes when things aren't bearing fruit, who knows when things aren't giving you the results, sometimes you just got to cut it out, right? Sometimes you just have to push it aside and focus on what's working. Uh, Then he says, immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. He said, how did the the fig tree wither so quickly? They asked, Jesus replied, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what has been done to this fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Turn to your neighbor and say the title of tonight's message, Words That Win. Words That Win. Let us, let's pray tonight. Father, I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for soft hearts and open minds, God. I thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit is penetrating this place, is penetrating hearts, God. I thank you, Father, that tonight is going to be a word that people are going to remember, that people are going to hold reverence in their hearts, God. So I thank you that your will be done. There is no schedule. This is your spirit, Father. And I thank you, Father, to bless the Texas Longhorns in their season, God. Uh, May they... May it be a big turnaround and we get back to the glory days. Amen. Amen. If there's any Aggies in the house, I'm not sorry. Okay, I'm not sorry. I got the mic, right? Uh, so, is, is, is there any movie lovers here? Any movie lovers? You like going to movies? Yeah. Uh, so one of the things um, that I do a lot is that I will only go to the movies if I think that movie is worthy. Does anybody know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, this has, has anybody heard of IMDb? It's like an app. It's like a website where you look, and there's like movie reviews, and then also they rate how good the movies is from one to ten. Uh, you can ask my friends. You know, you can ask my family. You can ask Kaylee. I'm not gonna go to the movies if that movie has a bad rating or bad reviews. Like, I'm not gonna do it because to me, that's just a waste of time. I'm like, hey, if you want to hang out, let's go to my house. I'm not gonna spend money on a movie I'm not gonna enjoy, right? Um, but when I was thinking about that and I was looking at reviews or who's ever gone to, um, to like a restaurant that somebody has been just telling you, hey, this restaurant's so good, right? Like it's like this restaurant, you're going to love it. Like their food is great. And you've gone in there with this like high expectations and you look at Yelp and you see the reviews and they say it's good. But who knows those reviews uh, on IMDb, those reviews on, on Yelp do not actually affect the movie or the food, right? Those, those things have no power over it, but what they do affect it's your perspective of the food and your perspective of the movie. Because there's been times when I look on IMDb and I was like, man, this movie's got high ratings. Let's go. And I'm so excited for it. And I watch it. And I think it's a good movie. And then I talk to my friends afterwards. Like, wasn't that awesome? Like, no, that was a terrible movie. I was like, what? And they start bringing up some things that I didn't really notice. Because I went into that movie looking at these reviews and said, hey, you know what? Like, those reviews had no effect on the movie. It had an effect on my mind, right? And I, so I went in with a better perspective. So what we're talking about today when I talk about words is who knows that the most powerful form of communications, no matter how much technology we have, is still word of mouth, right? That is the most powerful form 
of communication. Uh, did you know that the average person speaks 15,000 words per day? It's actually 20,000 for women and 7,000 for men. You can take that how you want, but if you average it, it's 15,000 per person. And yet we, we don't really think about what we say, right? Sometimes we just freely speak. We don't think about the words that we have. But like when, you know who, you ever seen a cute kid who can't talk yet and they say their first word and we celebrate it, right? Because we think it's such a big deal. I remember I have a nephew and when he first talked, he started to talk, I thought it was such a huge deal. Because not only do we have, you know, uh, do we speak 15,000 words per day, but we have between, they say, 60 and 80 thoughts per day. You know, that's a lot of thoughts. So all a word really is, is that you're communicating what you're thinking, right? You're putting action to a thought. That's what a word is. So when a baby, and the reason why we celebrate, because when a baby first speaks, right, he is first realizing how to vocalize his thoughts into communication, right? That's what a word is, and that's why it's such a big deal. But what we're talking about today is that who knows your words is way more than just communication. Your words are way more than just communication. Actually, what you speak, your words, is actually vessels of faith. That's what your words are. They're way, it's, your words hold way more weight than just communication. There's, there's, there's way more big of a deal than just communication, right? Because the Bible says, right, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you speak, when you speak words, it's way, there's, it, there's way more behind the scenes going on than you really know. It's way more than just communicative talk. You're actually speaking faith into the atmosphere, whether you realize it or not. Because I believe, and, and I, believe, I really believe that if you learn to watch your words, and if you learn to change your words, you would, just see, you would begin to see your world begin to change. I really believe that. I think there's some people in, the, in this place who are speaking the very problems they see in their life. Right? They, they speak trouble or they speak this, and all of a sudden problems come up, and that actually came from their words. I, I believe that, I really believe that sometimes we can be actually be held captive by our own confession, that sometimes we actually can be held captive by the words we speak, and we limit ourselves without even knowing it, without even knowing it, because uh, your confession determines actually your possession. That's something I, I, I believe. I believe that whatever you confess determines what you're able to possess. Right? Whatever you are willing to speak, because remember, when you speak, it's not just communications. You're actually communicating with heaven also, and it's words of faith. So if you have a confession, that determines your possession. So when, I, when we're talking about words, what, what tonight's really about is that there's weight to your words. It's way more than you think. Whenever you speak, a lot of things are going behind the scenes that you don't realize. So what today is about is, and what tonight's about is that we're going to learn how to be intentional with what we say, and we're going to learn why there's so much power behind our words and why that happens, right, and what that comes from. So that's what we're going to speak on today because I don't know about you, but I no longer want to be limited by my words anymore. I believe that there's some promises and blessings in this place that's waiting for us to speak it into existence, but we haven't learned the power of our words and the power of that faith. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, so, turn with me to John chapter 15, 16. John chapter 15, uh, verse 16, and, and it reads this. Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you, said that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit 
that will last. So that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Let me tell you something. If you didn't know, did you know Jesus actually has a desire for us to be fruitful? Did you know that? Jesus actually has a desire for us to be successful. Because I know a lot of people kind of get caught up and, and they get in a mindset of saying, oh, uh, you know, some, sometimes God calls me not to, you know, to, to be in a, in a lack of state. Or sometimes God calls me to, and we don't think that God wants the best for us, right? God, God doesn't want us to, to just survive in this life. God really wants us to thrive in this life. Amen? I, I, I believe, I believe that God has called us to so much more than what we really understand. And our words is putting a limit on top of our heads without us even knowing. Because let me tell you, the biggest play that the enemy really has is using our very own words against us. And we don't even realize what we're doing. And the enemy wants to keep us in that, in that, in that moment of not even being aware of what's going on. So remember, we're talking about the fig tree. So what a lot of people do with the fig tree, they, they try to say, hey, look, you know, Jesus you know, cursed the fig tree and didn't bear fruit. So maybe sometimes... God wants me to be in seasons of my life where I'm not successful. You know, maybe that's God's will, right? And they try to use that as, a, as an excuse because a lot of times it's easy to say when things aren't going right, it's easy to blame God, right? It's easy, it's easy to say, hey, this isn't going right. Plan A isn't working. You know what? Maybe it's God's will that this isn't working out and things aren't working out. So, so it's not me. Maybe it's just God doing this to me. But the thing about that fig tree and something that I learned Yesterday's that fig tree was actually out of season. It was out of season to bear its fruit. But there's only one season in the kingdom of God, right? There's only one season in the kingdom of God, and that is the season of fruitfulness and production, right? See, when you accept Jesus into your heart, what you're doing is that you're stepping into a kingdom. And when you step into a kingdom, you realize that you're not no longer bound by the rules of the earth, but now you step into the fullness of a kingdom. And when you fully understand that, then you understand, hey, you know what? I am no longer bound by the natural. I got the supernatural on the inside of me. Amen? So when I say that Jesus desires us to be fruitful, what I'm saying is that there's only one season in the kingdom of heaven and that he's always going to be blessing us. Now, remember I said a season of fruitfulness. I didn't say a season of always being perfect and comfortable, right? But Jesus can use whatever you're going through tonight. It doesn't matter what season you are in or what season you think you are in, Jesus can use it, right? That pain you're experiencing, guess what? Jesus can use it. That problem that's in your life, guess what? Jesus can fix it, right? That sickness that you're going through, that illness, whatever it is, guess what? Jesus can heal it. I really believe that we're no longer bound by our atmosphere, right? We are no longer bound by what's around us. Now that we enter the kingdom of heaven, guess what? There's only one season. And that's a season of fruitfulness. And that's what Jesus wants for us. Amen, church. Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say, hey, if, I, if God can use me, he can use you too. If God can use me, he can use me, he can use you too. Turn to Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 18, uh, verse 21. It says this, and it, it's a very popular scripture because I always hear it. It's the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. i read it again. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Who knows that? That's pretty dramatic. That's some dramatic verbiage. You think, you think God was, you know, being dramatic 
think he was overstaying things. I believe that when God says something, he's speaking truth, right? I don't think when God speaks, he isn't playing mind games. I think when he speaks, he speaks truth. So what God's trying to say is that when you speak, you, your words hold a lot of power. And when you speak, your words hold so much power that when a promise comes into lo- to your life, your words hold the power to either bring life to that promise or bring de- death to that promise. Right? What did God say? You have the power of life and death in your tongue. Because not only does your you know, confession determine your possession, but your faith determines your fruit. Your faith determines your fruit. Have you ever noticed that those people who always gossip always seem to have more drama in their life? Like the people are always talking about this, gossiping about that. It seems like the more they gossip, the more drama enters their life. Or, ha- or have you ever noticed those people who are always complaining? It seems like there's always problems in their life. Like the, the people who are, are always complaining about this, it seems like they just open a window of problems into their life. Because here's the thing, bitter words produce bitter fruit. Bitter words produce bitter fruit. But on, on the flip side, everyone knows those people are really encouragement, speak life into things. When they walk into the room, they bring joy with them. Who knows? It seems like the, God's hand is right over them, right? That seems like God's hand is right over them because what you express is what you attract. So some of us, we, we need to stop blaming the world for our problems, and we need to stop blaming the wor- our own words for our problems, right? I'll say that one more time. We need to stop blaming everything around us. We need to stop pointing fingers. We need to stop saying, hey, you know what? It's because the world's not fair to me. It's because of this. It's because of her. It's because of my boss. It's because of that. We need to stop pointing fingers and say, hey, you know what? Maybe it's what I'm saying out of my mouth. Amen? Because I really believe that what you say, what you confess, what, what your faith is, determines what your fruit will be. You see, God didn't say you have the power in that verse. God didn't say you have the power of life and death and something in between, right? He, he didn't add anything extra. He said life and death, right? Black and right. There is no gray area he left to, to wiggle. He didn't leave you any wiggle room. He didn't say, oh, well, there's some words you can use that won't hurt you and it won't help you, but they'll be in the, He didn't say that. There's no middle ground. He said, hey, when you say something, when you say something out of your mouth, right, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks, when you say something, it's going to either bring life to a situation or it's going to bring death to the situation, Right? And I think, he would, I think God said some words and verbiage like that on purpose because he wanted us to realize that our words, what? They hold weight. Our words, they hold weight. We can't just go around and speaking and without thinking of what we're saying. We have to realize that when I enter a room and when I speak, I'm speaking by faith. And I'm either speaking life into a situation or I'm speaking death into a situation. Right? Our words are, are not only so important, but they hold consequences, Right? They hold consequences. You ever said something and said the wrong thing, and you felt the consequences of your words, right? Who knows that when we speak, our words hold consequences. Whether that's good or that's bad, there's one thing, your words are going to hold consequences. I think some of us has canceled the very blessings that God has given us because of our confession. I think some of us don't even realize how we are poisoning our own promises because of the words that are coming out of our mouth. I think God is trying to bless us, is trying to do everything he can to give us the, the, the desires of our heart. But because we're choosing the wrong words and we're choosing, we're, we're choosing to complain or gossip or we're choosing to, to entertain the enemy instead of, instead of giving God the glory, we are poisoning our own promises. And like I said earlier, what, 
the enemy's favorite thing, what the, one of the enemy's greatest play is to use our very own words against us, right? And we're not going to be able to point at her. We're not going to be able to point at him for our problems, right? We're, that's only going to rely on us, right? Because we can use what he says, the power, the tongue has the power of life and death. Because I believe, right, I, I believe they were saying, well, you know, what you sow is what you reap. But I also believe what you say is what you reap, right? I believe, you know, what you sow is what you reap. I believe what you say is what you reap. I believe that if you begin to express faith, I believe you'll begin to reap faith. I think if you walk into an atmosphere and instead of pointing everything out that is wrong, instead you brought life to it, I think you would start reaping life in your own, right, in your own family. Instead of walking in, into a situation and say, hey, how can I pick out what's wrong? If you walk into a situation and say, hey, you know what? I want to lift the spirit of this place, right? I don't want to damper it. I think you're going to see your own spirit start to be lifted. I think you're going to see your own spirits be lifted. I can't imagine how many promises and blessings are in this room tonight. How many promises and blessings God is, is waiting to give us, but because we're unwilling just to profess it, to confess it, and step into our own identity, we are not able to enable it. I think God has so much blessings and promises in store for us. He's this is waiting for our words to activate it, right? Just to activate it. Amen? Amen? Are y'all enjoying tonight? Turn with me to John 15, verse 7. John chapter 15, verse 7. And it, and it reads this. It says, if you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I'm going to say that one more time. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I think we need to stop trying to find self-help books. The new self-help. I think we need to stop trying to find the new trends. Stop trying to find a, the new podcast. I think we need to learn to just speak what's already been spoken. I think we need to learn to just speak what's already been spoken. Because it's not about speaking something new, but it's about speaking something that's proven. What God is saying is say, don't try to find something new, right? Find something that you know holds power. Because it's not a new slogan or a new one-liner, right? It's God's word that brings power, right? It's not some new expression, right? It's not some new, you know, guru coming in town. It's something that is proven 2,000 years old. It's something that has weight and power to it. We need to learn, right? What, what the Bible says, says, says the grass wither, the flower fades. Well, it says the, the, help me out, the word lasts forever. What he's saying, he says, don't, don't, put your, don't put your hope in this, because that's here one day, gone tomorrow. Don't put your hope in that, because it's going to fade, and one day it's not going to be here. But hey, if you put your hope in the Word, if, it's your, if you put your hope, come on, if you put your hope, and if you put your pride, and if you just bear yourself in the Word, I'm telling you, it's going to last, and it's going to last forever. It's something that has power behind it. See, God's Word is what holds an anointing. Right, God's word is what holds the anointing. See, sometimes you just got to learn to speak the word. I think some people get confused and they try to make it uh, more complicated than what it was. I mean, God has given us a map, right, a map to this world, a map to, to, to heaven, right? He's given us, right, it's, it's, he's given us, uh, right, his word that's been here forever. I think some of us need to learn. Sometimes you just got to speak the word. 
It's not about finding a new slogan on I love my slogans. Right? It's not about finding new one-liners on I love my one-liners. Sometimes you just got to speak the word. Right? Sometimes you got to say, I am a child of God. Right? I am above only and not beneath. Right? I am the head, come on church, and not the chill. Right? I, am, I do believe that whatever I ask, right, according to his will, it will be given to me. Amen? You've got to believe with your whole heart that God's word holds power. God's word holds power to change things because God's word is what holds anointing. You see, it's not, about, it's not about finding new words, right? It's about finding and re- it's about relaying God's word, right? When I say, when, I, when the title was Words That Win, it wasn't discovering a new revelation. It was going back to his word, right? It, it was to use words that win, you just have to find the words that are already won, right? That is already proven. Amen? Amen? I know this was quick tonight, but will you all stand up with me? Haley, I'm closing. I'm going to close with John 15, verse 5. John 15, verse 5, and it says this. It says, I am divine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Let me tell you something, church. We could have all the talent. We could have the right relationships. Uh, we, we could have everything that this world tells you to have the right money, the right esteem, the right social class. But if we don't have Jesus, right, we don't have anything. See, God cannot bless what we don't connect with them. If you're, if you're not connecting your job with God, hey, God can't bless it. If you're not connecting your family, if you're not connecting everything that is in your life with God, God can't bless it. Because what did he say? He said, hey, I am divine. I supply the power. All you got to do is plug in. All you got to do is plug in. See, when you really take on this perspective of the kingdom of heaven, and you understand where real power comes from, right, you begin to understand, right, the power doesn't lie with people, right? The power doesn't lie with the government. The power doesn't lie with money, but the power lies with the vine, right? The power lies with Jesus Christ. The power lies with Jesus Christ. So if something I want you all to get tonight, church, is make sure that when you speak, your words is connected with heaven. Your words is connected with Jesus. And know that if you don't know what to say, God has given you everything you should say. Amen. Let's, let's pray tonight. I know it's a shorter night, but I just want to say a quick prayer. Maybe we can sing a song for, you know, a minute or so. But I want to give the Holy Spirit a chance to move. Amen. So let's pray tonight. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that we have soft hearts and open minds. I thank you, Father, that from now on, we're going to take intentionality with what we say. We're no longer going to let the enemy use our own words, but we're going to let you use them, Father. We're going to profess faith into the atmosphere. We're no longer going to speak death, but we're going to speak life. We're no longer going to bring people down, but we're going to build people up. We're going to realize, God, that you want us to be fruitful, Father, that you want us to be successful, God. We're going to realize that by our faith, what our faith dictates, what our fruit is. And right now in this building, God, we have high faith right now, Father. We have faith that you are going to move. We have faith that you're going to touch people in this place tonight, Father. And, God, we're going to realize that we have to be connected to you. 
We have to have the words in our heart. We have to make sure that your word is number one. We have to make sure that your word is our foundation. So right now, Father, we call it sealed, God. We thank you, God, that we are realizing how important our words are, that our words have weight to them, that we can't just go around and say whatever we say, but we have to be directed by the Holy Spirit. So right now, come on, let's just join together. Let's join together in faith. Let's worship God for this one, two minutes. And let God and let the Holy Spirit move right now. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.